messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. We are bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We're talking about TV commercials. The good ones and the bad ones. And the ones where people say weird shit like this. These are my delicates. Tumble dry. Extra heat. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today, we're doing it. We said we would. Finally, the day has come. We're reaching deep into the mailbag. We're taking out the emails. We're shaking them up. We're reading them. We're playing voicemails. It's an ad council celebration today, my friend. That's right. How was it? Did I hype it up enough? I think so. Eh, we were just lazy. We just wanted to read a bunch of emails. Oh, no. You let the cat out of the bag. Damn it. I just put lips- we were so close. I just put lipstick on an ad council. <laughs> uh, no, we love you guys. And we did have some uh, emails kind of building up and some interesting conversations going on on the Facebook page and uh, a voicemail that you're very into, Vives. Yeah, I'm really interested to talk about It starts about because it's, you know, one of the reasons you're really into it is because it's somebody who kind of agrees with you. It's always a good place to start. Yeah, exactly. That's it's always you- a real... Uh, quick pathway to getting on the show. That's how you get on the show. So agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will get into all of that stuff. What do we got? We got some conversation about uh, nicotine ads and vaping ads and whether or not they belong on uh, in television commercials. Yes, and a deep dive into um, all the black men doing laundry. Yes. Now, is this something that you even mentioned on the show, or is, or is this just been off air that we've been? I might about? have referenced it, but I do feel like I'm seeing um, more and more commercials where specifically. We've seen laundry commercials and cleaning commercials generally become more gender equitable, gender mm-hmm. have more gender parity. Um, but specifically, um, I feel like uh, we are seeing a, a real a real rash of, of particularly black men and black fathers doing laundry. I just want to talk about it. I don't like you calling it a rash. There's a nicer <laughs> a nicer word there. Collection maybe trend <laughs> rash. All right, let's get into this. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Alright, do you want to start with this um, nicotine conversation, Veeves? No, let's start with the Guinness ad. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was in the wrong place on the sheet. Uh, what's up with the Guinness ad? I haven't watched this yet. Oh, this is great. I really like this. It's from Bill. Thank you, Bill, for sending this in. This is He's right. Uh, Bill says, here's a clever ad from the good folks at Guinness. Um, it took me a second to figure out why we were looking at garbage bins. Um, okay. And I will have we'll have to really talk through this because it's just a song um, that plays over a bunch of images. But what's great about these images, and of course this is part of the the trend of products and services coming back from pandemic and starting to anticipate um, a more normal way of doing business. Um, and I think Guinness in particular is a is a product that you experience the way the best way to experience it obviously is in a pub having a pint pulled Mm -hmm. it's a whole experience i mean that's Mm -hmm. been their whole brand forever Mm -hmm. and the way a guinness pint looks when it's been poured is very specific right you have the dark bottom of the glass with the white uh layer of foam on top Mm -hmm. and so this ad as you hear this song is just a series of images of random objects that make that basic shape so you have a black or a dark looking bottom rectangle topped by a pale or white oh that's little rectangle interesting and it pays off at the end i'm watching this in the background let me play a little bit of this so it begins with um like bill says you have uh, like uh, some garbage bins but they're sitting outside of the curb during a, a light snowstorm, and so they're starting to accumulate fluffy white snow on top. So you have the white top, and then, like you say, Vives, the dark bottom. And then we see, like, a newspaper rack with dark newspapers on the bottom and light ones on the top. This is really ingenious, because at this point, you have you, you no idea. you got a idea. white cat sitting on top of a black, uh, like, water-collecting bin. Yeah, and you have no idea that this is a Guinness ad at this point. This is really cool. There's a door with a... a gap above the top um and these are very these are really clever images they're just Mm -hmm. very random a bunch of white birds sitting on a dark chimney yeah and And then you see the guinness 
And we now we have a whole collection of happy people sitting back at the You're table in the pub. And Guinness notes that they've pledged 30 million pounds to pub, mm. pub survival. And it says, um, good things come to those who wait. And of course, that song is really good, too. You're always on my mind. What a clever. I feel like this is British. So I'm going to say it, Vives. What a clever advert. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you, Bill. I think I love any kind of really creative visuals like that. And it, I mean, it's it's wonderful when brands kind of think about uh, like what are the what are the elements of their brand that are just yes. ingrained in yes. people, you know? Yes, I'm so into that yeah. so much. The traditions around a brand. Yep. The, I mean, again... I don't like Cheetos, and I really don't like having a messy face or fingers while I'm eating. Right. But even though all the ads aren't my favorite, I think them leaning into this idea of when you think about Cheetos, you think about your dusty orange fingers, right? right. Like, I love that. The secondary effects sort of. Yeah, maybe the sound the experience something makes. A, of it. A crackling wrapper for something, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I, You know, I don't know if anyone else eats these, but I like, I like to have a snack of those Baby Bell cheeses that come wrapped in the wax. And there is something extremely satisfying if you've ever had them about like you unpeel the wax and you pull out the two little half uh, circles of wax to, to mm-hmm. eat the cheese. Um, and the experience of taking that wax off and then also, I don't know if I'm the only, I can't be the only person who does this. I'll, I'll sometimes like play with the wax afterwards, you know, almost like it's silly putty or something. You're gross. I don't like cheese, it's, but that'd be gross even if I did like You think it's things. gross? Am I yeah. gross? All right. New at new <laughs> Facebook survey. Am I gross? Put it on the poll, Guillermo. For playing, for, <laughs> for playing with the wax uh, after you eat the baby bell cheese. You don't even listen to the Levitard show, but you like you just totally did a Levitard thing. <laughs> Put it on the poll. Am I gross for playing with the wax after I eat the cheese? Um, anyway, I just think that would be if it's not gross or if it's not too gross. Um, that would be something that like that that. Um, yeah. brand could really key in on. You know, it sets, a, it sets them apart in the same way that the wax that they dip... Um, Jim Beam? No, Maker's Mark, I think. Maker's into. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a whole ad around, like, the different kind of dips that their individual people do in their in their factory. Oreo, I think, is a really good one. Twisting the, them yeah, apart. Yeah, the different dips, it kind of highlights... It kind of highlights the uniqueness of the packaging, but it's still not... It's not as quite consumer focused. It would be more like if you saw all the different ways people peeled those off or something like that. Um, but like Oreo does a good job throughout the years. They'll pop up with a campaign that really ties into the tradition of like, how do you do it? Do you twist them off? Do right. you, all the different ways people. I'm trying to think of if there's any new ones that we could add that like. Or one thing Oreo's never shown anyone doing is like you just put a pile of Oreos in a bowl of milk, turn it into like a soup and <laughs> yeah, eat it with right. a spoon. That's an idea. <laughs> What are they called again? They're like oh, they, they uh, did make Oreo breakfast cereal. That's why I thought so. you were joking. And it's not called it's not called Oreos, yeah. as you said. It's, it's something <laughs> right. called like it's Oreo O's. It's, like Ori- it's Oreo O's. You Just hate that, right? The right. Dumbest possible name. I, that's what I thought you were spoofing on there. What about this? Is probably not as universal, but I go through um, big popsicle phases, yeah. And it's also a very nostalgic thing for me. And um, for a long time, like if you still had the kind of popsicles that you would break in two, right. that would be one thing. Although I think most of them now. Come in individual sleeves but there's still something about that you squeeze it from the bottom and you like kind of you push the the wooden I saw uh, a kid at the park the other day with a push-up pop and I had such a visceral nostalgic feeling about that I almost took it right out of his little hand (laughs) how many if shame were no object and weight gain were no object and you just had a box those two concepts are closely tied for me and you just had a box of you know, orange sherbet push-ups in the freezer. Yeah. How many do you think you'd have to eat to be satisfied? Because I think that I got to an age, and again, I was a fat kid, so take, <laughs> take this for what it's worth. But like, I believe I became a man when I realized that one push-up wasn't doing it, <laughs> doing it for me anymore. But like, I mean, you, I used to have to wake up in the morning you, and just have a push-up just, just to, to get, get right. right. <laughs> I don't know, like uh, one in each hand. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, you know, your hands are push-ups. You're just no. I gotta, no, I think that I'd have to have at least two. I feel like the, if I only had one push-up at this point, this size that I am, uh-huh. I feel like a one push-up would just be a teaser for me. I've really taught myself to um, have less sugar in an average day. Yeah. So I think one would 
one a day would be about what I would like Maybe to that's do. fine. I, know, I don't even eat that much sugar. I'm not a big sweet tooth person, but I just sort of feel like if I'm going to if I'm going to break that seal, I'm going to want more than one orange push. <laughs> they up. are good. Um, anyway, I want to think more about that. If anybody, maybe this is another good thing to get the ad council in on. Like, what are other um, little kind of rituals around a brand that you feel like advertisers have not exploited? Oh yeah, yet? that's a good idea. Like, yeah, do do yeah. post those. Um, maybe I'll post a, a question question about that on the Facebook group to try to like aggregate some of yeah. that feedback. One thing that I would do is like unwrapping like the um the like breaking the seal and pulling off the um the plastic kind of saran wrap off a box of cigarettes and then opening it up and then and then pulling that foil out and then you have all of your all of your twenty cigarettes and then you smell it. I'm just joking, but these are things people do with cigarettes. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean honestly I mean, if you advertise cigarettes that is maybe something that I would do. But uh I'm just uh, segueing into uh, I'm inappropriately segueing into the conversation that you and I had because, of course, there are huge limits on cigarette and tobacco advertising these days. It started with the big settlement. It was in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I think the Even huge... prior to that, you couldn't advertise on TV, I don't think. Yep. The TV thing ended, I believe, in the 70s or early 80s. But then the, the 90s or early 2000s lawsuit put the kibosh on billboards. Right. No billboards. In yep. fact, a lot of those billboards got replaced with anti-smoking billboards. Boards, mm-hmm. like the one in Cleveland, Ohio, that said, Welcome to Loserville. And Population they, you. And they had these billboards <laughs> right by the airport. I'm not making it up. Look it up. Look it up. Um, and so you and I were talking about how, I believe you said you saw a commercial for Juul or some sort of a vaping nicotine product on Hulu or something. Yeah, it was definitely on a streaming service, but it was, you know, in terms of my experience of it, it was on TV. Um, so it was, you know, it was a commercial and I do not think it was Jewel. I think it was now there are so many competitors. Yeah. I just don't even remember what the name of the competitor was, but it was a, it was a nicotine vaping product and it had a black bar across the top that had like, you know, warning language that mm-hmm. I'm sure they're required to, to use. So if they're regulated enough to require, be required to do that, why are they allowed to advertise at all? Like it's. It really is mind blowing to me, but I'm not the only one. Yeah, and this is a this is a kind of a you and I got into it just a tiny bit because I was trying to sort out my feelings on the yeah, air. Yeah, you're because- you're in you're. Your nascent libertarian was coming. Out. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I don't like that guy. You, you don't like that guy. You think you think I really have a libertarian streak? I don't think so. I All think, white men do. No, I think I have more of a um, a. Uh, well, they're not libertarian, but you know what is the what are the fundamentals of the ACLU? Well, so, you're a civil libertarian. Yeah, which, I mean, you know that's when I'm thinking about it specifically. They about speech and and just like how much you regulate. Yeah, I mean that you know that's where the libertarians would tell you that like we do have common ground is that yeah. you know that they that the, that civil liberties are as important to them as economic liberties. And I Fun fact, that's <laughs> okay, not okay. true. Don't blow out the microphone. I, um, you the listeners can't I see this... you. They didn't see you put your hand into your mouth <laughs> and do your cocky it, little... It, it was a good bit. Um, I have the zeal of the convert when it comes to being anti-libertarian because right. that was like how I sort of envisioned myself as like a young adult. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's no secret that those guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, Elon, did I offend you? Um, but so, you know, I don't want to put myself in that camp either. Um, but I just thought it was an interesting thing. You have public airwaves, like traditionally speaking. I'll just try to reset this. Although, again, I, I don't I'm just trying to work this out. I don't feel very strongly about this, but it made sense to me when you had public airwaves that were regulated specifically by the federal government, they can say what you can advertise and what you cannot because you were essentially, as a radio station, renting the spectrum from the government, essentially, right? And they could take it away and they could regulate it. And it is very different now when you have, okay, let's say, let's start with YouTube. You know, YouTube is online you have a youtube channel can i have a can i have a youtube video that is all about how to clean my vaping gear 
I think that's fine. I'd be kind of upset if the government said sure. you can't have YouTube videos showing how to clean your vaping gear. Okay, well, can I have a YouTube channel where I show how big of a cloud I can blow with my right. vaping Right, and stuff? can I make money off of that? Right, right. And then if the government said no, I'd be like, no, I think that's an overreach of government. So now, okay, it's not YouTube anymore. It's a different platform. It's called Hulu. It's more professional. You know, it's not, It's Hulu isn't open for anybody to post anything. It's professional content. But isn't YouTube and Hulu closer together than Hulu and NBC? No, probably not, because yeah, I think I, NBC I think might own Hulu, the right? The distinction is between a user who is posting content about their own, the, per, the person who's, who's posting the how big a cloud can, you know, yeah. can I blow, uh, is not Jewel. They're not the person's profiting from the sale of vaping equipment or vaping okay. material. Okay, and again, I, I think slippery slope arguments are kind of bullshit, Like, but, I, but just to kind of tease this out, so on YouTube, my name is Andrew Walsh, nobody knows who I am, so I can I can have videos where I'm blowing the biggest clouds. I mean, uh, it is just so impressive. So you impressive. guys, you should see these clouds. They call yeah. me Dragon Face. Um, and, th- and that's fine, right? But, hi, I'm Seth Rogen. I want to do the same thing. Okay, that's fine. Hi, I'm Seth Rogen, and Jewel's paying me to make this, even though I never say the word Jewel anywhere. Again, it's just kind of like where... And, and again, it, it, to me, the big line was the government was renting spectrum space, so yeah, but it what do you, was if, a lot more If you clear. consider the spectrum to be a public utility, why is, uh, why is the internet not a public utility? Because we pay for it. I mean, it should be. I think it should be, but it's not right now. We, don't, we aren't treating it that way. We're paying... We didn't, we didn't pay to watch NBC. We had Rabbit. Yeah, but eventually you pay for, you know, you pay for basic cable. Yeah, eventually you did. And I think that's where the rules started to get fuzzier. As far as not just nicotine stuff, but nudity and language, too. And then, like, okay, well, some people are paying for it. Well, you're paying for HBO. That's different than paying for Comedy Central. You know what I mean? And I do think that's where things got really muddled. And again, I'm I'm sorry if I sound strident. I'm not trying to sound like I have all the answers. I'm saying, like, I don't know what the answers are. And it's just an interesting conversation. So would you be at all bothered to see you know, Marlboro advertising cigarettes on YouTube. Um, on YouTube, should Marlboro be allowed to uh, advertise cigarettes? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a sticky wicket. I don't know. I would prefer that they don't. Let me put it that way. Like, my, my thing is not, I'm not saying that I want to see more cigarette advertisements or jewel. I, like, I don't. And I, and you know, there is, and again, I, I sound like a libertarian. I don't mean to be, but I'm just throwing this out there. Like, there is also like self-regulation sometimes occurs too. Like the rating system isn't bound by law at all. That was to avoid laws. Well, here's my here's really my position is actually very simple, which is that if 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 cigarette advertisers, which is a legal product, mm-hmm. cigarettes are a legal product. If cigarettes are allowed or not allowed to do something marketing wise, I think it should apply absolutely equally to. All nicotine products. Yeah, that you know what? That's a statement I can that I think is you know, and and that removes the question of like whether yeah. the whether the platform is a public utility yeah. or whether it's considered speech or whether it's considered you know personal art content or whatever. Like, it just is, is mind blowing to me that a vaping product is somehow regulated differently, and it's really just a matter of it's in the same way that so many things are ill Ill regulated is that the laws and the legislators haven't caught up to it or you or because you have powerful lobbyists who have like house of representative members blowing clouds on the uh, you know on the floor of the house which actually did happen yeah that was that wasn't gates who was that i can't remember this one of the awful ones was it holly I don't think so. But anyway, um, yeah, no, you know what? Like when you when you put it like that, like, yeah, I can unequivocally agree with that, that any nicotine product should be um, regulated the same way, because what you see here is Those Duncan Hunter, oh, who God. I think is in prison now. Yeah, I think so. Um, because if you just say, yes, I want all nicotine products to be um, to be regulated in the same way. I think that's fair because you basically have an industry here that is shifting and kind of trying to step keep one foot up. Uh, you know, in in front or not one foot, but like trying to stay one step in, in front of the laws, basically, yeah. right? Um, so anyway, all that this this is kind of a I don't know if we already said all of this. This is maybe more of an in depth conversation than we had the other day on this topic, and we had this listener who wanted to weigh in. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve, uh, I was just listening to the latest episode of ATM on my drive home from work. This person did not leave their name, but I looked up the phone number. I hope that's okay. And it's actually <laughs> Joe Camel, 
weirdly. So just picture Joe Camel driving. I assume Joe Camel uh, drives a convertible, right? I think so. Yeah, okay. Uh, which the two of you got into a little bit of a debate over the regulation of ads for nicotine products. I fall a little bit on Genevieve's side of the argument, just for the record. But anyway, I, I had to stop for gas on the way home. And at the gas station, there's this little TV screen uh, in the gas pumps. I don't know if this is common everywhere around the country, but it is in my neck of the woods. And it plays what it calls GSTV, which is gas station TV. But, <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, essentially, it just blasts you with content for 60 seconds while you fill up your gas tank. And in the time it took me to fill up, I didn't see one but two ads for nicotine products. Uh, one of them a, a vape pen, and the other a nicotine pouch for I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a a quit smoking product or if people just like to suck on nicotine pouches now. I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I I was just stunned. Like I guess this has been happening and I've just been ignoring it. Like, it, it must be a common thing if I just saw two of them at the same time. But I don't understand how that's legal. Like, how many teenagers, you know, with their freshly printed uh, driver's licenses are just filling up their tanks and getting bombarded by these nicotine ads? And, like, it's, it's a little different, I feel like, than the streaming services because, I mean, if you're, you know, watching Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever... That's at least like a, a platform that you purposefully went to and like you, you know what you're expecting with their ads. Whereas like it, with, with the gas station TV, you know, you're, you're just filling up your gas tank. You can't even fill up your, your tank without getting, you know, these stupid nicotine ads. Anyway, that's that's my hot take on commercial breaks. <laughs> hey. All right, sounds like we got another lawsuit on our hands. That's kind of our thing. Um, the hot takes are for everybody. That everyone can have a hot take. Um, yeah, I think that that example that the listener offers there is very similar, almost like less of a TV thing and more of a billboard thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're just out and about, and you're um, and like he says, you know, anyone who, not just driving a car, but is in a car, which yeah. many children are. Um, you're just sort of exposed to it by being out in the world. Yeah. And you don't even have the the limiting factor of choosing to subscribe to Hulu or the internet or whatever. You know, just to see, because we were talking about, oh, should uh, Marlboro, for example, be allowed to advertise on YouTube? And I, and I said to you, you know, whatever I said, you just heard it. Rewind. Um, I think you said I was right uh, and you agreed with me. <laughs> but what I thought was like, Okay, they probably can't have a pre-roll in front of some other kind of content, but they probably have their own channel, but they don't, and ne neither does Camel. But now, does Jewel have its own um, its own YouTube channel? Well, I have some interesting background right, on that, in fact. I'm so, great up. segue. I don't know if that was intentional. I, no, no, it wasn't. I was honestly just poking around here. So I was curious about this. I was figuring somebody must have, somebody must be writing about the the evolution of advertising for vaping products and mm -hmm. NPR wrote uh, or did a story about this uh, I don't know maybe now two years ago um, the headline was cigarettes can't be advertised on TV should jewel ads be permitted uh, and this is from um, I think like August of maybe actually make 1920 so just a year year and change 2020 ago. What did I say? 1920. 1920. God. God, in 1920, they made you smoke cigarettes. That's right. Sorry, everybody. You were, um, a, you were a red if you didn't. In 20, so just a year ago, basically. Um, so the 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 article asks, why does an e-cigarette maker Juul advertise its products on TV when cigarette ads are banned? And the short answer is because it can, and that's because regulation hasn't kept up with mm -hmm. it. Now, there was uh, something in, I think this is in 2019, that the FDA said it was cracking down on an epidemic of teen vaping. Um, and so at that point, Juul, which was like absolutely the category leader, probably still is, but at that time certainly was, had been doing a lot of its marketing on social. So they were on like Instagram, Facebook, um, like all these places where, and Twitter, where places where... Um, there's very it's really the wild west in terms of what you can what you can sponsor what you can advertise um, but also uh, not coincidentally these are platforms where teens young people mm -hmm. are 
Um, and so after they they did that, Juul announced after the FDA announced it was cracking down on the epidemic of teen vaping. Juul uh, changed its marketing activities. They shut down Facebook, Instagram accounts, and they limited Twitter communications to non promotional tweets. Mm. So, uh, you know, regulation even like the threat, even mm-hmm. the the sort of like whisper of regulation affects the the activities of these companies. And I just want to quote their um their spokesman whose name is ted kwong um because i just love i love how ted kwong is totally cool with just telling lies uh ted kwong says we recognize that use of youth use of vapor products is a problem that requires an effective and appropriate response from industry and regulatory bodies we strongly support restrictions on social media marketing of vapor products do you do you ted I don't think I don't think Ted agree. I don't think Ted believes that statement. Well, it's interesting. I told you that um, Marlboro, Camel, etc. They do not have YouTube channels. Jewel does, but they call it Jewel Labs. And in their little bio, it says, "At Jewel Labs, our mission is simple: to improve the lives of the world's one billion adult smokers by providing the first true alternative to combustible." This cigarettes. is their big pitch: exactly. that it's about stopping adult smokers from smoking cigarettes and moving them to a safer, safer mm-hmm. alternative. But which, frankly, I am among them. No, I don't use Juul, but I still vape yeah. a little bit, and it. I, pro- I should have quit a long time ago, but I haven't. But I do think it's a better alternative to me smoking my five to ten cigarettes. I think night. that is true, but it's a question of lesser evil, not yes, not good versus bad. And the idea that they're not actively pursuing a youth user base to grow their market share and replace the users who ultimately, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, just aid, just die, like people. Mm-hmm. They need you need it. You need new users if you're going to be a sustainable product. Um, the idea that they're not marketing to young people and teenagers is ludicrous. And I also don't know. I have never used a jewel, so I don't know if you can choose different flavors and whatnot. But the idea that I'm like, virtually certain that you can, you probably could have. Now there are a lot of state laws now that have limited that. But it's funny when I was a smoker transitioning into vaping. I was going to these stores and I was like, I just want something that is closest to a cigarette. And they're like, well, we have bubblegum cherry, <laughs> cherry bubblegum. We have children's delight. <laughs> we, we have Turkish delight. We have the lion, the witch, and the vapor. Right. Like, Cot- all cotton like, candy. Right. Exactly. Ice, um, chocolate ice cream. And so I was like, okay, so is this marketed towards people? Because I'm somebody who's trying to feel like I'm smoking, who wants to recreate that, yet all of your products are aimed at kids, clearly, you know, like, and, you know, some of the people, and so I would get things called, like, I don't even know what it is, something called Cavendish tobacco, which is still a sweeter thing, but it was, it more tastes like maybe smoking pipe tobacco or or something, something. maybe, yeah, the ones I had were more like kind of pipe or cigar-y, kind of that sweeter, but still tobacco-y thing, but it was so hard to find tobacco-y flavors. By the way, the irony is not lost on me that this has been like a 30-minute ad for vaping. Yeah, no kidding. God, who wants to light up? Wait, how do you do it again? (laughs) Who wants to vape up? All right, should we move on to a less complicated topic? (laughs) Oh, sure, race. Okay, good. Race and laundry. (laughs) Race. Laundry. All right, this is your PowerPoint. Uh, sure. Well, this is. I love this. Uh, this actually kind of came to mind uh, because of a listener uh, suggestion uh, or just a listener post on Facebook. This is from James. Um, this is for a Downey ad, and I've been seeing this ad everywhere, and I I, I like it too. James. James says I don't use Downey, uh, the detergent, uh, clothes detergent, but my mom did, and after forty five or or more years, just seeing the old style bottle with the white tapered cap. Brought the smell right back to me. I can't get it out of my head now. And you got to dig the wallpaper. So I like this ad. This is an ad of where a guy, um, a black man, as I mentioned, uh, is doing laundry. And as he, uh, with Downey. What do you think? He's maybe in his early 40s. Maybe he's a 30-year-old. He starts out, so. yes. He starts out as a modern day, like in the in the current times. Yeah, maybe man 35 in his, to 45 or something. Mid, middle, you know, young middle age. Um and he's just normally just wearing like khakis and a white and a blue button down. He takes the clothes out of the dryer after using the downy, uh, I guess, fabric softener uh, and smells them. And it like like smells will do. It sent him on a real sort of like nostalgia trip. And so we see the same actor 
going back through time and the things around him are changing and getting more and more retro and his clothes are getting more and more retro but he's the same actor he doesn't get young Mm -hmm. they don't cast him as a younger actor and the room is like structurally the same but all of the decorations and the wallpaper and everything get more and more like it goes to the 80s I believe and 70s and we see him get younger so it's very cute and it does really speak to the way that um, we, we do have these really intense nostalgic associations with with these very humdrum sort of domestic products he takes a big sniff now it's like what's that 80s? oh that's 90s or i think 90s that's maybe late 80s early 90s kind of like um spike lee kind spike of style lee, that's the style yeah yes. yeah young spike lee now, now it's 80s. Early 80s. Or, yeah, maybe late 70s. And he's dressed like a little boy, like a little league player, but still the adult actor wearing like a two short, <laughs> two short shorts and a and a baseball shirt. It's so cute. So cute. And this is where um, James says, also, you got to dig that wallpaper. It's like this very, it almost is like a holdover from the 60s, kind of yellowy, flowery wallpaper that you would have seen in the late 70s yes. or early 80s. I love it. Taking you back since way back. Freshness and softness you never forget with Downey. All right, there you go. So this reminded you that you have this whole theory, or not theory, but you've just been noticing that there are so many commercials airing right now that have black men in the laundry room doing laundry. Yes. Specifically. And the funniest thing was we, you, you and I and um, our friends Aaron and Nick uh, sat down to watch the episode of Quantum Leap that we did our guest podcast on. Um, and we, we, we played it on some kind of streaming service. I forget which one. And when we started to roll it, the first commercial that appeared, you know, the pre-roll commercial was uh, for some kind of uh, laundry, either machine or or laundry uh, detergent. And the guy doing the laundry was a black man. And I said, hey, this is funny. Like, I feel like all I see anymore are commercials for doing laundry where the laundry doer is a black man. And then the, what was the very next ad? Yep. Another ad with a black guy doing laundry. Yeah. Here's one. This is Tide Hygienic clean big day is the name of it uh in this one we see i guess he's like a a dad yeah we even do we see a kid in the background there so this is a father this is a father who has a daughter who is like she gets into big time messes like Mm. the kind of messes that are really grossing him out i love his acting in this he's so sort of long-suffering and just like, okay, this is the price of fatherhood. You know, like, mm-hmm. I gotta, I just gotta roll with this. His daughter's getting into all these incredible adventures, but it's making her clothes so dirty that it needs, like, what they describe as a hygienic clean. Okay, let's take a listen. Charlie's my sidekick when it comes to projects around the house, but every once in a while, she disappears on me. You are so fast. I discovered a new land with magical creatures. Was it under the porch? Yep. Ugh. I'll never see everything she sees. That's why we use New Tide Hygienic Clean. It gets between fibers to remove visible and invisible dirt. Hey, Dad! I've discovered an aquatic kingdom! Oh, she is so cute. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be tied. <laughs> His sigh when she yes. says, I discovered an aquatic kingdom is great. That's good. You're right. I like them both. It's a I very cute family. I love these depictions of yeah. fatherhood and... Um, and particularly black fatherhood, uh, which needs more good depictions in, in mass media. Um, and I was reading an article about one of the first commercials, uh, laundry commercials to feature a dad. And in this case, it was a white dad. This is from a few years ago. Um, but it was really kind of offensive. Like the the dad was like, it was it, it seemed on the surface like very egalitarian. Like, I'm a dad. I do laundry. But when you dug into it, there were a lot of lines like, I'm a dad mom. And yeah, I, luckily I for me, I can do laundry with the strength of a man. But the, you yep. know, delicate. And it's like kind of like, no, laundry is just something that uh, that people do. And yep. you can do laundry because you're a person or right. a parent. Exactly. I, I think that might have been the one. or I don't know if they were talking we about cyber, about But there it. was one that made us so yeah. mad. And it's like, I almost feel like... We did, I guess, more more of a colorblind se- segment or accidental segment about men doing laundry. I think. Yeah, maybe I think, even a whole show. I think or we did a show about men doing cleaning. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. And and I I do think that the the industry or the the sort of advertising world has 
gotten smarter and more uh, more self-aware about how men are depicted in in a domestic space. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's watch another one here. This is for gain fling. Yeah, now this is a guy who's like younger guy doing his laundry at a laundromat, okay. which I love the signifiers, right? Like mm-hmm. younger, younger, laundromat. younger yeah. at a laundromat. You know, whenever a parent is doing laundry, they're in a, a suburban mm-hmm. house with a laundry room, mm-hmm. right? But when a young person does laundry, often it's at this laundromat. Just like in that progressive commercial. Just we saw like last the progressive week. commercial. Also, black man doing laundry. Was it? Yes, the uh, the guy, the cute guy, is African American. He is. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, he's a he's a person of color. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. I don't exactly know, but he was not white. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, this is a guy. He's kind of he's kind of a a big bigger guy, like kind of. You know, he's wearing, he's wearing his laundry day clothes. Yeah, he looks, he looks probably little, college age, maybe. College age, yeah. a little bit of a scrub. A little bit of a booker, yeah. And uh, he's having this conversation with himself when he smells the gain flings. Barry's thoughts on gain flings. Holy macaroni. Holy macaroni. That's no regular gain. This little thingamajig is some kind of super duper special gain. Special gain. Super duper. Super duper. If my nose had thumbs, I'm pretty sure they'd be up right now. It doesn't. Right? If what had thumbs? If my nose had thumbs. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a bad line read because it's really hard to tell what they're saying. And then it says, and then it says, it doesn't, does it? And he looks confused. He's not supposed to be like a, like high, like he was getting high in his <laughs> dorm room. I don't know, but maybe that is sort of a, a thought. It's like a weird line. Yeah. I think they were just looking for like a joke to tell. Yeah, just kind of more like a weird commercial. If my nose had yeah. thumbs. Now, this next one is for Tide Pods. I'm seeing this everywhere uh or you know all all the time um it is uh, a guy uh, a, a father doing his laundry uh and really actually doing his laundry he's talking about the way the household does laundry okay. and how everybody's responsible which i think is an inter- another interesting kind of like uh nuance in the in the trajectory or evolution of laundry doing ads or, mm-hmm. or laundry detergent ads which is that like it's not necessarily even any parent's particular job to do laundry because mm-hmm. um, he's talking about how these Tide Pods let you do laundry your way. Okay. This is a fella. He has more dad energy. He's got um, super dad energy, kind of like hot dad energy. But though. I was going to say, I was kind of surprised you didn't mention that this is a handsome man a handsome in man. the facial area, as you like to say, right? Yeah, and all the other areas. And all the other areas. Very, TBH. Very trim, very fit, nice looking sweater on this fella. Let's take a listen. In this family, everyone does their own laundry. But they all do it a little different. Honestly, I add a couple Tide Pods and just stuff everything in. It works. And of course, everyone thinks their way is right. I stood in line for hours to get this. It has to be washed on delicate. It has to be cold water. It's better for the planet. Secret is, with Tide Pods, it all works. Of course it does. Told ya. They get to do it their way, and I get a break from the laundry. No matter how you wash. It's got to be tied. Another adorable family. Also, no mom. No mom. I like how, um, you know, and I think you're seeing more and more of this. You know, it's like the teenage daughter who's like, I just throw it all in. It's fine. Don't sweat it. And it's the teenage son who's like, no, no, no. This sweater that he's holding or like sweatshirt with like. Which looks like something uh, David Rose would buy, by the way. Yes, right. Exactly. Like he's very fashion conscious. And like this is something that's like similar to. No, I think this is specifically even a younger generation, but on Spotless, when I talked to Hannah, you know, her boyfriend, Keith, like he is meticulous. I mean, I think she's careful with her laundry, too, but he is the one who's like literally hanging his sweatpants so that his sweatpants maintain whatever sweatpants <laughs> shape sweatpants have. Like, whatever when you that and I buy sweatpants, <laughs> yeah. we just buy them so that we can have something to fart in while we're sleeping. I'll speak for myself yeah, on this speak one. speak for yourself. Um, whereas he's, you know, he's <laughs> he's thinking about how these are going to look when he's wearing them out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, no, I, I love the way uh, the reflections of the kind of more... I mean, diverse is is the word I I want to use here, but I I mean it more in the sense of like the diversity of the human experience, mm-hmm. like that no one gender or or one race or any one kind of person or one one role in the family has a monopoly on particular th- caring about particular things or like they're you know it, it degenders certain things, and I really like that. I don't think commercials are leading the way. I think they're following. But it is interesting to see them as a bellwether, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And also, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, 
Well, I don't even know why I'm going to bring this up. You were watching that TV show. Is it called Chad? Yes. Yes. And With, um, Oh, somebody actually put me onto that on this show. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it was a listener. Whoever recommended it, I apologize I didn't write down your name, but you recommended it because our boy, Thomas Barbuska, is oh, right, a tertiary right. character in it. I'm loving Chad. Thank you for bringing it to my attention because Nassim Pedrat is amazing. And it's a, you know, it's a, a show about, I think, a teenage boy, yep. right? And his experience. He's like a and, freshman in high school, I think. And just, we were watching a little bit of it yesterday, and it's just so interesting to see how, how I'm really starting to see fundamental generational differences. Yes. Not like we wear our hats backward. We wear them forward and leave the tags on. You know, like all those superficial shit. Like the the way high school life is portrayed or even like bullying. It's not like straight up bullying. It's more just like, eh, actually the older, the cool kids are kind of nice. I mean, it's not... It's not depicting high school as being easy. It's right. just the problems are different and kind of more nuanced. And it's not just kind of like, it's not... Um, Jocks well, versus nerds. Yeah, welcome to the dollhouse yes. with what's her name, Wiener. I can't Dawn. remember. Don Wiener. You know, getting a swirly. Like it's just different. Yeah. You know, um, and I and I think that we're and again when it comes to fashion and I think of like the young I say the younger people in my life. I mean, I know he's an adult man, but um, our friend Nick Jaron, who's on <laughs> the show quite a bit, us, but though. he's significantly younger than yeah. us, and the way he approaches fashion and the clothes that he might have and the way he would care for them are so different than me. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, love it. Yeah, I'm just starting to see fundamental differences. And I feel like that commercial kind of called it out a little bit, maybe accidentally. Um, now, this next one, I've seen this one a couple of times. This one's this a is, little bit of a cheat. Because, yeah, I feel like this is cheating. This is more but about... But I, I do love both of these two black men, and I wanted to highlight it. Um, and actually, there's three men in this, though, right? Because this is a commercial that is all about, um, I think, washing your clothes in cold water. Yes. So it's like some, I'm actually really liking that, that campaign from Tide, because I now... Uh, only wash my clothes. I think in cold. it's better for the clothes. It's way better for the clothes. It's way better for the environment. I like to wash um, sheets and rugs. But and the tide stuff. can handle it. It doesn't no, need to be, be hot. in hot. No, that should Don't be scorched. Do I get it. to be boiled. But um, this is people calling in, I believe, to a laundry hotline. Ironically, it's a hotline. Um, but you have people fielding the calls. It's iced tea and Stone Very Cold, Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then, oh, and then why is, oh, Mr. T, there's no. Mr. T is the one who calls in. Oh, okay, right. So there's nothing cold Mr. about T his and Ice name. Tea. Okay, let's take a listen to this. This is a cold call. Yeah, what you want? Will you turn to cold washing with Tide? Tide keeps better in cold than the bargain brand in hot. So Mr. T can wash his hands teas in cold. Yeah, that's true, Mr. T. I pity the fool don't turn to cold. Ah! A lot of stuff coming at me here. <laughs> I should um, point out, though, though he was not placing the phone call, that would belie the entire premise. They're cold calling him. Oh, I get it. The yeah. joke is the hotline. They placed the... the, the yeah. It's not a hotline. It's a cold it's call. It's a cold call. Smart. I set that up wrong. I, I also did not really remember how it worked. And now you're going to close this out with um, the little bit of tape we heard at the top of the show Justin Gorini this is an ad we've talked about many times because it has a lot of things that I love about it a lot of things that ring our bell so many things starting starting and ending with Malcolm Barrett is the star of it I love him so much just seeing him on the he's of course one of our scientist scientist friends from uh, Better Off Ted glasses and mustache (laughs) glasses and mustache are the same guy (laughs) All right. so this is the famous commercial where he is doing laundry in the laundry room and then uh, what's this guy's name little sweet little sweet aka justin guarini spinning out of the clothes washer to advertise dr pepper nice folding you deserve a raise thank you little sweet spinning out the spin cycle you do deserve a raise in the form of a sweet diet dr pepper sip it Mm, that is sweet these are my delicates tumble dry extra heat I'll take these. He just folds. Isn't she great? How do you guys know? (laughs) (laughs) I do love the timing of that. I'm still confused. I think I brought this up last time. So, so little sweet goes to hand his laundry to the fella, right? But then the wife comes in and takes it because it's kind of sniffs and sniffs it, which is dirty. But now these have been cleaned. But they still need to be dried. Yet she takes them out of the room. What's she gonna do? Well, with this I think Little Sweet is actually wrong here. That you should never put delicates on extra on yeah on a 
on a dryer right. for extra heat. So maybe she's I think he just in. he loves the idea of extra heat, and he's right. just looking for a reason to say it. So she grabs it, and she's, she's going to go sniff it some more, and then lay it and out then air somewhere. Dry it, as okay. you should. Yeah, right. she's got she's right on that one. All right. Spent a lot of time on that. Oh, let's talk about Prince. Let's talk Shall about we? Prince. Actually, a great segue since Lil Sweet's basically a Prince. Oh, you're right. Uh, sort of He's got Prince energy. Energy guy. We got a voicemail from somebody a few weeks ago who <laughs> was reminded of the old Farfignugan campaign. I think it was trying to track down a specific jingle, which none of us could find. Um, but it did lead me to coming across this very early Farfignugan VW commercial. In fact, I believe this probably aired overseas and might have might have been imported into the United States. I'll just play a little bit of it. It's um, all visual with this song behind it. Uh, and the visuals are of a woman who is, uh, this is like early 80s, right? Or mid 80s. She's um, clearly breaking up an engagement. She's walking out of her house. She's in clearly her engagement with a well-to-do person because she's shedding her mink coat and she's her pearls she throws her pearls away and i guess her engagement ring yeah and she's throwing away all these very valuable items to shed her past but then she can't bring herself to throw away her uh, volkswagen keys this is the song that plays when this happens sounds like prince go ahead She, she has very um, Princess Diana vibes, which is something that I think you tried to say in the last show, but the music was too low. Yeah. So anyway, that you've heard enough. I, I just got I got pulled into the video. Sorry. Um, so I I thought like that sounds like Prince, but I did some googling around, and it you know Prince didn't do a lot of commercial stuff, and. I guess it was just a, a prince alike. Yeah. By the way, today I did some more. I'm like, can I just do one more Google on this? You're night? just so convinced it's I, prince. No, I just want. I'm just convinced that somebody must have written about this at some point. Mm -hmm. Or and I found myself in a message board from 1999. I think I tried typing in "fwa fwa fwa prince." Farfig Nugent song or something and somebody <laughs> literally in a message board in 1999 I saw this said I was behind a car today and they had a bumper sticker that said and it's spelled out in all caps fucking grooving I'm confused I thought that the slogan was Farfig Nugent does anyone know what this means is this a German thing and these other people again, this is from oh all these God. people are like well uh, I don't know if this is a PG rated board, but try saying it out loud. And then, like, and other people are like, um, I think this person likes to listen to music and groove in their car. Like, it was, everybody's trying to be so polite. Right. Like, really, like, and, and now just be like, you fucking idiot. You cuck. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Uh, so anyway, that um, I played that commercial, and then we got this email from Josh. Yeah, Josh says uh, that he's pretty sure that Prince had no involvement in that ad, nor am I aware of any ad jingles he had a hand in, and that checks out with what we we think too. Um, however, Josh says he, uh, Prince does have an unreleased song which uses elements from the Ray Charles Diet Pepsi ad, which was you know extremely uh, popular and, yeah. and like uh, massively. Uh, ubiquitous. Yeah. And he says that it led to some confusion in the fandom when the track leaked. Okay, uh, so... This is a posthumous uh, song, you know, from Prince. Oh do, you, oh, do you think the leak happened after... I don't know. I guess I should say uh, I don't know that. Um, let's see. Well, it was posted in 2020. Let's start with the commercial, though. Um, people, especially of our generation, will remember this very, very well. This is a 1991 Ray Charles Diet Pepsi ad. He is just... And there's actually like a three-minute version where it's like a full there? song. Wow, that was yeah. before they were doing that, yes. too. Um, and this is him kind of all dressed up behind a sparkly piano, I believe, or maybe an all white piano or something, uh, playing this song with some um, beautiful, like, uh, backup singers. So let's take a listen to this. You know when it's right. The piano is neither sparkly nor white. I don't know why I said that. Just um, in your mind, it was a sparkly white what, piano. Like there's He's not Liberace. No, there's something just like, okay, well, all I'm trying to say is this is a very, everybody's all, Everybody's all gussied up. A very classy, it's, fancy commercial, right? It's as right? classy as a sparkly white piano. <laughs> exactly. Is he wearing a tuxedo? No, he's wearing an over-collar shirt. You, you know, just, you I've never seen this commercial in my life. I'm looking forward to watching it. So picture Ray Charles you know in a sparkling right. white tuxedo. You know when you feel it, baby. 
You hold it. You hear it. He's not even wearing a tie. There's another one where he wears a tuxedo. There, he just changed into a tuxedo. All right, yeah, you're right. He is in a tuxedo now. And there are people wearing um, white tuxedos behind him as well. Well, so you got one in there. So there's the color white, or the combination of all colors, which makes white, does make an appearance in the commercial. So anyway, that is an iconic commercial. At some point, Prince must have just been taking inspiration from wherever, right? I think so. And here is an unreleased track sent to us by Josh called Uh Uh-Huh by Prince. No win is right. You know when you feel it, baby. You hold it, you hear it, you touch it, it's right. Everybody knows, moves you, grooves you. When it's real, so ain't no way to fight. Thank you, girl. That drum sound is so Prince. Yeah. But boy, the the uh, yeah. echoes of the Ray Charles uh, ad are unmistakable. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's almost a cover. Echoes are just like, yeah. Then he takes it from there to make it his own. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Yeah, thanks for that. And then Genevieve, I just threw... Oh, you have some more in here that... Oh, no, that's right. I, I put both of these in here. <laughs> I was going to okay. say, I think my um, stuff was done. Okay, so this was just uh, fun and cute. Um, you... <laughs> I don't even know what the hell we were talking about, but you mentioned that you can't get non-distressed jeans anywhere. Yeah. I you were fr- trying to show how cool you are. And I was saying, yeah. I, I'll tell you how it evolved. Um, I'll, just to quickly recap, we talked about that 7-Eleven ad and how cool those girls uh, are in oh, it. And I yeah, said how yeah. I, I would be like so uncool that I'd be like the old guy in the 7-Eleven, like looking at the, at like the, you know, motor oil section yeah. or whatever. And somehow we got to talking about how I wear um, my capri pants with all the pockets in it mm-hmm. that I get at Macy's, which is also where I get my jeans because it's the only place I can find jeans with, that are not distressed in any mm-hmm. way, pre-distressed. Um, but I love this from Heather. Heather says, uh, I offer this with a caveat that finding the right fit may not be easy unless you want to fly to Chicago. But there is a company in Chicago called Dearborn Denim. Um, they are a jeans company. They are made in Chicago. They pay uh, good wages to workers. And there are several non-distressed denim styles and several styles that are essentially unisex, which means that you have a big front pocket. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Heather, I did want to say I went to their website. And uh, although they, I really like their jeans and this style, and I will, I'll gladly take a flyer on uh, on a jean that, uh, you know, you have to order through through the mail, but um, unfortunately, the one that I like, they're out of my size right now. But I'm going to keep checking. Oh, back. you've already been you already been scoping it out, yeah. huh? I like a straight leg dark wash mid rise jean. You and I were talking about how great this new 7-Eleven campaign is, really leaning into um, well into a diverse customer base, but also just so stylized and hip, um, and really um, taking advantage and kind of. I, both taking advantage of the the classic colors of 7-Eleven, but creating a new logo that is both somehow evocative of the past, yet really now. Like, I'm so, so impressed with what 7-Eleven is doing with this campaign. And we also mentioned that um, we learned that Harmony Corinne was behind the, the first batch of these commercials. Now there's one airing that uses similar lighting and, you know, again, clearly part of the same campaign. And I hate it so much. It depicts like a... Like a, because one of them was like a guy on roller skates going in and getting his, I think, uh, slurpy and then doing his roller skate dance. The one with the young women on the on the low rider bikes, which was awesome. The um, the Japanese, um, what's what I'm looking for? Rockabilly gang. Yeah. Oh, someone sent someone actually posted um, to Facebook about an article about the that subculture in Japan. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, I'm going to try to look it up really yeah, fast. Yeah, do that because as you were saying that, I think that like Jim Jarmusch or there's a film, there's somehow I knew that that was a thing and I don't know exactly why. But anyway, there's a new one running and I can't find it now. And it shows like a young garage band, like maybe, I don't know, teenagers or early 20s, like rocking out. And it's like similar lighting, but it's so... It doesn't have the artfulness of these other ads. It looks so kind of cheap by comparison. I'm really hoping that that's not Harmony Corinne, that maybe they've now handed it off to somebody else. Because to me, it really sullies the, it kind of sullies the whole deal. Um, this, uh, it was David who posted about that subculture in Japan, and it's uh, referred to there as Roller Zoku. Oh, interesting. Any more details on that? Um, there's an interesting article from a photographer who, like, uh, really kind of had to embed himself or, or or build trust with that subculture to get some really amazing photographs of mm-hmm. the of the people doing it because um, it's kind of an insular subculture like anything and they didn't want to be uh, the people who who do all this like incredible uh, hair and makeup and clothing and music and it's like it's a whole it's a whole culture didn't want to be just photographed without knowing you know how they're gonna be portrayed. But there's some mm-hmm. really incredible photos there. That's really cool. I have found this GarageBand commercial. Somebody in the comments says, great song, and Harmony Corinne directed this. So that's that's not officially 7-Eleven saying that, but it does make sense. Like, it does seem like it's of the campaign. I, you know, I don't even know if I can recall the sound of this commercial. I just have seen the visuals so much, and somehow it just seems so corny compared to, like, that one with the cyclist, with the with the lowrider bicyclists or bikers or whatever you call them. I'm also very cool. Um, <laughs> this just seems like the opposite. This seems like, it just seems like it's directed by an old person who doesn't know what's cool. It has something like the Zach Morris. What was Zach Morris's band called? Zach the Zach Attack? Attack? Yeah, I don't know. Let's take a listen. It's 3 a.m., I need a taquito. What do you want? If you want it, we can get it from the 7-Eleven. It's a big old dryer streets, pickles, tall boys, doggy treats. We don't need it, but let's get it from the 7-Eleven. Slurpee, light bulbs, antifreeze. Here's your order, nacho cheese. If you want it, we can get it from the 7-Eleven. I'll meet you in heaven. God, I hate it so much. Yeah, it really feels so... Um, cheesy. Just cheesy and like trying too hard yeah. yeah i'm not a fan of that one i love the other ones though so Veeves, um i have just two more really quick notes here um we knew we want to do an ad council show a lot of the stuff that we talked about today probably came from facebook or various places i don't have good access to facebook so i'm usually kind of just going to the email account and, and the voicemails and pulling that stuff there wasn't tons in the email but i thought what if I just, it looks like we have seven unread emails kicking around from since we started this back in 2015. <laughs> and so I searched by unread and I found them and two of them were from the year 2018 and both of them were show ideas that I think we should consider. So let's close out today's show with a couple of pitches for show ideas we might be able to do um, in following weeks. Nate says... I'm sure that's why we left them unread was with the intention of going back and looking at them. Exactly. And because we hate Nate. But now I needed content. No. Um, I hope Nate's still listening, actually. This is Nate in Tacoma who says, "Uh, yesterday I heard a radio ad in which Tom Shane introduced his son, Jordan, and the two of them finished out the commercial in dialogue with Jordy Jr. delivering the famous tagline at the end. I remember this, and I feel like we might have even mentioned it on the show. I'm a big AM radio listener. I hear these Tom Shane ads all the time. He's a guy who says, now you have a friend in the diamond business um, or jewelry business. I think it's been updated, too. And I thought it was interesting that he was clearly bringing his son into it. And now they have campaigns going where it's either him or his son. And Nate says, clearly this seems like a setup. Again, this is from 2018, so I think you were right. Clearly this seems like a setup to transfer of spokespersons for the Shane Company. And it got me thinking, have other companies demonstrated the passing of the baton theme in their ads? The most interesting man in the world change a few years ago is a notable example, as are the Colonel Sanders ads. Have we ever talked about those? Um, What are the ways companies have pulled off a change of spokespersons or spokescritters effectively in which ones? have been flops i love it have we ever done that i don't think well so. no, not specifically we've talked no. about those we've we've talked about yeah. certain campaigns and and certainly like the flow and jamie uh handoff has been top of mind for us a lot over the last year 
And I was also very excited about this next one, but now as I'm about to read it, I'm wondering if we have already done this. Uh, listener, I don't think so. Listener Dave says, have you done a show with ads that incorporate dreams? We've, if not, it seems like Andrew would be all over that. What was the one that we did like that had the Boz Lerman, like the Australian ad that was, what was the word that the kid whispers in the woman's Walk ear? Walk about. Walk about. <laughs> Wasn't that part of a dream show? Maybe it was. Maybe you're. Maybe I am misremembering. But of course, that's not really a dream. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's a. I we've love. Done, we've done a lot of adjacent concepts like yeah. fantasy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to go back and and confirm that we haven't uh, have or have not done that specific concept. But I do like it, and I think it's a rich vein. Yeah, I do as well. Thank you, thank you, David. Thank you, Nate. Hey, listen, we read all the emails. Sometimes it just takes us three <laughs> plus years. <laughs> You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can All right, if you want to send us an email, do it to it, my dudes. After these messages, show at gmail.com is the way you can reach us. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail. Beebs, I'll let you give that number. I call us at 607 444 5597. Uh, or come to the Facebook group because clearly that's where a lot of stuff is happening. So uh, I love seeing uh, all the feedback there and all the conversations. It's really great. Did you want to start a clubhouse room? <laughs> I do not want to start a clubhouse. I don't know what it means and I won't respond to it. <laughs> all right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Get, it, get a computer and Google it. If you find out all the reasons we the shit, then you the shit. Yeah, pooping on the track. Call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can't sell.